This is Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives, and you are listening to one of my favorite podcasts, MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your things for all your play, excuse me, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Veronica Ciccone. You're just so excited. <laughs> it's a lot of words. It's it syllables. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Liberty. Wearing your world pride tee. Yes, I am. That I ordered later <laughs> because I couldn't go. Well, that came after pride. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC. Give a warm Madonna welcome to friend of the podcast, Jess Rothschild. I'm so excited. I, I think maybe I've done this show one time, but for the majority, you and Tony have done my show hot takes and deep dives like we've done so many episodes together yes but i think i've actually only been on here one time in like the very beginning yeah you were a trailblazer guest you were yeah i think you yeah. were part of the first season mm -hmm. and we i don't even remember what we talked about with madonna i don't it must have been something relating to the madam x tour Oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. that's when we started having guests on once that tour was up and running. Yeah. And I, yes, we've been on your show to spill a lot of tea. But also we've done like debates. Like we've done, we did a whole like deep cuts debate where we yes. like battled each other. And then yes. we did the most recent one the three of us did was like Madonna's unreleased songs. And like mm -hmm. we all picked our favorites and I like put in little clips. Yes. And Tony and I most famously have done the Christopher Ciccone tell-all, Life with My Sister Ooh. Madonna, which ties into a, sort of a latest project I have. Mm -hmm. I had to go to the source material of Christopher's book <laughs> um, for something that I'll, when we get to it, I'm going to tell you what I did as a little sneak preview. And um, yes, I, think, we'll, we'll, I think you'll enjoy yeah, it. We will actually, we'll, we will get to that a little later in the yeah. show. Jess's very cool new project, which is... Madonna focused. Mm -hmm. um, but before we do that, I thought since this is now August, which we all know is one of our hallowed holidays, Madonna's birthday. And yes, that's right. It is Madonna birthday month, everyone. Our queen is turning 65, which My is goodness. unbelievable. Um, it's almost I, that's time for a big, you know what's interesting? Sandra turned 65 i think a year or two ago and for i those, remember for those of you not in the note that means sandra bernhardt yes sorry oh, so yes. sorry so sorry sandy. Yeah, Sa sandy turned 65 i think like a year or two ago and for some reason i always thought of sandra as being significantly older than madonna but is that not the case i guess a year right yeah um, i guess yeah. they were like oh no this was oh my god this was it Sandra once shaded Madonna for doing, okay, Madonna did her 60th in Morocco and oh, yes. Sandra was like, yeah, she got that idea for me because I did my 50th in Morocco, <laughs> <laughs> which I loved, obviously. 
obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, well, but so what do we think about Madonna turning 65? I mean, that's quite an achievement. I, I, I kind of miss seeing Madonna on Instagram. It's, it's kind of empty days for me, not he- seeing or hearing updates from her yeah. Liberty. What, what do we think Madonna's doing? You know, I, I don't know. It's hard. I, I feel that she's probably just resting, um, you know, maybe reflecting a little bit on as she's about to be 65, what's, what's coming for her. I think she always looks forward, right? Probably less backward, which is one of the reasons that we love her. So I reckon, I mean, I'm hoping she's not like having to work or do any of that. Just really just relax, enjoy, and take advantage of that time. This unexpected time off. Right. Oh, because she, technically she was supposed to be working. You know, she should, she should, she was going to be touring. Do we at this know, point. do we know which city was she was supposed to be performing on her birthday on the 16th? I forget oh, where I she know. was going to be. That's a bad fan of me. I, I didn't have the itinerary memorized, but yeah, I, I know she either. was, I do believe she was meant to be, I mean, she, she was meant to kick off the tour last month and she was going to be in full swing. So um, yeah, I think she was actually, I feel like she was meant to be in like in, in or around New York. Maybe um, that was one at of that the time. You're right. Uh, you're right, you're right. So, yeah, yeah, so no 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 Morocco for the for this girl this year. No, that's fine. And you know, look, I mean, I could be totally wrong. She she might not be resting. She might be doing like witchy stuff around the house, like, you know, smudging it with like some and like, you know, arranging her crystals. I always love those little bits from her Instagram. I'm kind of missing that little like witchy era she was doing. I guess it was like in between Madame X and I don't what's, know, somewhere in what's that thing when you you do the little it makes the sound when you you Oh, like those you, Tibetan you, like sounds. Yeah, you bowls. do the thing where it's like the you put the, bowl. the, the, the colander yes. around the bowl and it's like, yeah. <laughs> They've just, done that on the housewives many times. I just want that, you know, like I just want yeah. somebody just to come into my house. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Madonna. Just just a little sneak peek into into your world. I hope she's okay because I do miss her on Instagram. It's one of the reasons that I'm not really on Instagram that much right now. <laughs> <laughs> is because without Madonna her, goes away and you're like, eh. Yeah. Have you guys, I, I, I wanted to ask, have you guys ever been to, like a lot of clubs, I'm sure like Stonewall, you know how like every, I think like every Sunday night, it's, it may be every Sunday night, there's like a Madonna themed night. Like the DJ there like loves uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. And so like once a week or once a month, there'll be like a big Madonna party. Have you guys ever gone to a venue that was specifically doing like a Madonna birthday themed evening yes oh my god i love this is going to show my age back (laughs) in the day on avenue a tell me pyramid club Mm -hmm. pyramid club used to do their annual madonna-thon actually i believe they did it twice a year there was one in the winter and then there was one for her birthday in the summertime and it was all madonna music all night long and videos on the screen of all Madonna. And it was like the closest that I came to heaven, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just, so you'd walk in and it was just constant Madonna music and everyone's wearing, you know, it was like a little Madonna con. Everyone was wearing Madonna t-shirts and you were just dancing to all the hits and it was amazing. And, uh, you know, you'd always fall in love with that cute boy across the room when they were playing the remix <laughs> of crazy for you. And, you know, it was just fun. It's just yeah. fun. Um, so yeah, it's, I miss Madonna. I do believe there is something happening at $3 bill in Brooklyn. Yes. They've, like a- they've, they've done that for every year for the past, maybe like with the exception of COVID, they've done that 
a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. They'll be like be like a big Madonna. As, as they should. I mean, there but should like be Andy Cohen goes. There to should that. be Madonna like nights known, all the time. Uh, yeah. You know? The pa- the well, I'll tell you for certain. They always on the sixteenth. There's always a big Madonna party up at the Sip and Twirl on Fire Island. Mm. Oh, I, and for some reason, I do always wind up being there over the week or like Magically. the week, the the before or the after, like the week, and like I always I have a picture of like a bunch of the posters for the Madonna party that they throw and that's always like really fun you don't remember the after you just remember the before yes (laughs) (laughs) not the during either (laughs) yes no the music is really good they they do remixes and like the djs are always always like people uh, who really care it's you have a planner's punch i'm telling you those planners punch i don't drink anymore but those planners punches you'd have one and it's sort of like a long island iced tea on fire yes. island and and planners punch and they fit, fit it's like there's like six different liquors and they finish it off with a top of like 151 and it's like why Ooh. and it is literal poison yeah it's awful you could probably light it on fire if you got a cigarette too close to it and you literally in during the first one, it's so tasty. And you think during the first one, oh, a second one sounds like a good idea, but it's a creeper. It's mm. a creeper. Watch out for it. Cause only during the second one does the first one catch up to you. And by the second one, you're already inebriated enough to think a third one sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> I've woken up with one too many planners punches uh, hangovers because the third one is never the last one. You know, it's just, it's, oh. bad. it's bad. And they're so expensive now. They're like $20. It's Whoa. ridiculous. Girl, ridiculous. we get into all this on, on the show, on the yes. Fire Island podcast. Yes. We're going to talk all Sorry. this. We're, is- we're, I'm, 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 I'm jumping the gun. Um, <laughs> another birthday that's happening this month in, uh, in August is Madonna's 50 number one remix compilation, Finally Enough Love. Finally Enough Love. Turns a precious one-year-old. Um, amazing that it's been with us for one whole year. Amazing that this time last year, I was roller skating in Central Park with Madonna. Oh my God, I remember that. Oh, <sighs> that was a magical that night. Although, I can't believe wow. how quickly one year has passed. That's wild. Because I just think about Because to me, it's like, well, I just got that vinyl like a month ago. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, of course, I did order it from her website. So it wasn't, it might have been six months ago. <laughs> so it might have arrived just, just yesterday. Right. But, um, um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, that's gone quickly, quickly. Yeah. But I thought I'd take this time before we jump, jump into Jess's brand new project to talk a little bit about reflecting back on Finally Enough Love. Mm-hmm. What are our favorite remixes off that? Jess, you're our esteemed guest today. What, what are your, some of your favorite remixes off of Finally Enough Love? Okay. I selected three. Okay. But one sort of has an asterisk because there's a different version that I like better. But okay, we're going to get there. No, please. That's 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 <laughs> okay. the benefit of like this opening these discussions is what so, we like and what we don't like. In no particular order, I Don't Search, I Find, the Honey Dijon remix. Mm-hmm. I love all of my selections and really all of my favorite. I mean, to be honest, the reason I love Madonna's music to begin with is because particularly in the 80s and the 90s, it was so vocal heavy. Mm. And I think that's what's really missing from music today. Like even even like Vulgar and the the other new song that you, what's this, is it called Popular? Popular, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have an unpopular opinion in that <laughs> I actually like 
popular more. It oh. seems like nobody agrees with me, but I like it more because at least you, there's like some kind of melody there's a involved. Hook. Yeah, that's all I. I just want voc. I want vocals and I want a hook. Yeah. Um. And if I'm really, oh, I mean, for I just want. I want a song that's longer than two minutes. I want a bridge. Mm. I'm sorry. So, okay. I Don't Search, I Find, which is my favorite song off of Madame X. And I love the Honey Dijon remix. And then I picked Secret, the Junior mm, Vasquez so Luscious good. remix. So good. And then, okay. So she has Keep It Together, the alt single remix. But what is the difference? What does that mean, the alt single remix? It's just, uh, there's like, it's a very subtle there's an extra beat to it. It's a little bit more clubby sounding, but okay. It's, so I want to present my actual favorite version of Keep okay. It Together. Keep It Together is one of my all time favorite Madonna Thanks. songs. The 12 inch remix mm-hmm. off the Like a Prayer 30th anniversary, it is the actual version that they're doing in the Blonde Ambition tour. That mm, is the track okay. that they recorded and they're dancing to. I like that better than the one, like the original. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so fabulous. So the, those are my three. She should have put that 12-inch remix on the Finally Enough Love. Yeah, there's a little, uh, that's one of my things about Finally Enough Love is I'm not, so why some of the decisions were chosen mm-hmm. over the others. Like yeah. I'm going to go against your, uh, I don't search, I find and say I had wished instead of the Honey Dijon remix that it would have been the Offer Nissim remix because oh, yes. I, whenever I hear that, That's it great. just makes me want to be at an Israeli rave at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to, I'm going to have that vision in my head now for, for a little while, just thinking about you at that, at a rave like that. That would never happen. I would yeah, actually, right. the only way I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. at a rave is if I got up at four to go <laughs> to that rave. I would never be up all night long. Those days have, have long passed. passed. Long Same. passed. Um, uh, and I will say, I love that secret remix too, because I was pledging my fraternity when that remix was being played on 103.5 KTU. And every time I'd walk into the cafeteria area where all the the Greek life would sit, uh, a friend of mine in one of the sororities would always be like, "Mm -hmm, Stefan's got a secret. Oh my God. Every time I hear that song, that's all I think about. I love that. And that remix too. It was, they always played that remix lunchtime. It was like a dance remix hour on KTU and they'd always play that. So, (laughs) um, Liberty, what about you? What are some of your favorite tracks off of finally enough love? I can tell you that I'm just sort of a basic. Um, (laughs) the thing is, is I didn't ever develop a strong remix relationship with Madonna's music. Um, that's just something about that's me. Right, I forgot. Liberty does not enjoy the remixes. <laughs> um, well, I've, it's, gr- they've grown and I'll tell you why in a moment, but it, I always, I did. Okay. So when I, obviously the only Madonna remix album I ever had as a kid was you can dance. So mm-hmm. physical attraction, the you can dance version. So good. Love mm. it. Um, and, and, and I could listen to that, you know, record you can dance still today and be really, really happy. So that's, I would say probably the first one that I would choose as like, you know, top, uh, let's say th- uh, top three, um, as jested. I also like the Vogue single version. I mean, I'm as basic as mm-hmm. they come, you know, it's so good. <laughs> um, 
And then, you know, finally, uh, I could probably jump into the future a bit. And again, I'll be very basic. Um, Medellin, that offered Nisim. And it's sort of a, I mean, I love that song. That's a, that's the first time where I, with a Madonna, like lead single Medellin that I loved the lead single, right? Right. Liberty also does not enjoy Madonna <laughs> lead singles. Not really. No. I'm, I'm a little weird. I guess it's because I always think of, you know, she has high expectations, super high expectations. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. And then like, okay. So a- a- aside from Madame X and Medellin, what is your name? Another, another album where you did love the lead single. <laughs> Come on. Like, did you uh, love Hung Up? Not initially. Wow. That's shocking. I know. I, they listen. played Hung Up today. They played a killer remix of Hung Up today in my Barry's Boot Camp class. I should. I should. I mean, I think it's because I've always, I get very pumped. I'm super excited. And then she always, it's the one too. Like, there's always something that's different about the newest song she's going to break out with that I'm not ready for, even though I have this weird like theory where that the, like the last song on an album is hinting to you what's to come. I don't know why I have that, but I always think track order matters a lot in Madonna's catalog. Um, I'll give an example. I always, uh, when I listen to like on American life, easy, easy ride right at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't go into, confessions as as much but gone on music does sort of make an easy segue into american life if that mm-hmm. makes some sense mm-hmm. as makes does sense. um you know on ray of light mer girl it's it's got this sort of darkness that music has so i don't know if i'm in any way you know i got it i, I hear if what it's you're like saying. just in my Wait, head so, but, so you didn't like frozen I did like Frozen. Okay, okay. let's, yeah, let's live. There we go. But I was going to say, there's got to be something. There is a caveat. <laughs> Obviously, a mm-hmm. lead single as a mm-hmm. as a ballad is that sort of like, but Madonna, you know. Um, but I also had so much hype. Like, my friends were hyped for that record. Mm-hmm. People that weren't normally excited for a Madonna record in my world were real excited about that. But, so. but uh, alleviate the haters and say, you all love the lead singles now. I uh, yes forever now for the for the for for the for for the future future loving of Madonna's records (laughs) literally you feel love yes exactly I I promise never to have that uh, mindset again and maybe just maybe a little bit more opening my heart so to speak right keep those puns coming I love it I (laughs) just am I am I just on a roll today I've actually had future lovers stuck on the brain because. We spoke with Jason Young, who, you know, I go back and watch whenever, whenever we have, whenever we have a dancer on the show, I always go back and rewatch their, the numbers that they performed in. And I Mm -hmm. never realized he was the guy that Madonna rode in the very beginning of Future Lovers. Like he's, she's on his back and we're holding him. And I was like, God bless him. Like what an experience to have Madonna ride you. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a cool, like, (laughs) Um, okay. So I'll pick, uh, here's just a couple of my like must-haves on Finally Enough Love. Uh, Express Yourself, the version that they have on that 
is mm-hmm. the, is is probably the most perfect version. It's that little birdie opening, yeah. you know, where she's like, and then you can't get any more eighties than that baby. Like that is so perfect eighties. It's it's heaven. Like I even think that that's more iconic than like a prayer and fight me. But I, it's I'm that's like so eighties and like like uh like not even like quintessential 80s it's just like endearing 80s you know mm-hmm. like that like lives on like it sounds so fresh even today um that orbit edit remix of justify my love come on baby you can mm-hmm. and i the the prudes at warner brothers they they slice out you can fuck with me but you get if you have that justify my love uh the remix uh album has that the full uh, full blown it's not edited out so i love that um I mean, come on, Nothing Really Matters, Club 69 remix. Mm-hmm. Heaven. Uh, I also love that Calderon remix, A Beautiful Stranger. Like, again, mm. that put me on a dance floor late at night. That's, uh, I've definitely danced to that on a fire island. I know that for sure. Uh, <laughs> the Above and Beyond Club remix of What It Feels Like for a Girl. Yeah, that's, see, that so was really good. Um, the Calderon and Quail remix of Hollywood. That mix is fire. I don't know if I ever heard that before finally enough love mm-hmm. but like that has changed i put that immediately on a playlist because i was like if i need a madonna motivation song hollywood and i never thought that hollywood would be a madonna motivation <laughs> that's song, interesting but, yeah but like that i love everybody comes to, it's so good i mean i could that love profusion remix come on okay now you're just going down the track list now. i know, I right. know. <laughs> but okay however but i will say this the one thing and i i will always say this i still wish for someone to do an amazing remix of Get Together. That song deserves mm-hmm. better. And I don't think I was happy with any of the remixes that came out for that. So Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So anyway. Mostly to me, but <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not usually to you, but to me. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for walking down a little bit of memory lane with mm. Finally Enough Love. I, 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 I always love to re- revisit that album and especially when you're like stuck in a treadmill doing some cardio, trying to get get beach ready, you know? And that's my not too faint. Speaking of beaches. um, (laughs) (laughs) So we brought Jess, we brought Jess on this. uh, We brought Jess on the show because Jess has a brand new project. It involves a bit of Madonna. Um, There's a, she has a podcast series called finding fire Island. Jess, you've got some, actually really big names attached to this. Did uh, you have a chance uh, to listen to any of it? Yeah. I know you listen. No, I know I I know you listen to the one that I the one that is out yeah. today for the yeah. listeners to all hear. Did you listen to any of the other yes, episodes? I, yeah. Oh, I, good, good, good. Okay, good. Yeah. So we can really talk about it. Yeah, okay. I've gotten I've gotten through I think the first two and okay. then this one. Okay. Um awesome. I was on vacation, so I was a little behind. Um I'll forgive you. Thank you. But uh <laughs> just tell us about your project. Tell us about Finding Fire Island. Yeah. Okay. So your listeners, I actually have like a great relationship with the MLVC listeners. There's a ton of crossover between the MLVC listeners and the hot takes and deep dives listeners, which like we started our series like around the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, because we've collaborated a bunch, a lot of them are the same people. Well, you've also had some amazing Madonna guests that won't come on our show. Oh, my, oh I forgot. Yeah, that's true. You've yes, had like, Sandra Bernhardt. You've well, had Rosie, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. You've had like, I'm like, 
God damn it. In fact, every time you have people on hot takes deep dives that have like huge Madonna stories, people are always messaging me like, why isn't she on your show? And I'm like, good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, in a way, well, yes, Sandra did give the most Madonna tea because she like actually talked about the Letterman appearance. Like we went like really deep about it. But Isaac Mizrahi took it a step further and was like, no, he confirmed that Ingrid Caceres was fucking Madonna and that she broke. Allegedly. Alleged everyone. Allegedly. Sure. (laughs) Allegedly. But like he was there and he confirmed it. (laughs) Um, So anyway, everybody knows me from that series and, in a lot of those interviews, I would, because I'm a native New Yorker and I've been going to Fire Island for years, like all of my 20s, all of my 30s, and now I'm 40. I mean, Liberty, like just to give you, I mean, you're the listeners know, but I'll explain like really quickly. Fire Island is the like, it's two, it's the Cherry Grove and the Fire Island Pines are the two gay villages hamlets within Fire Island. And they're the oldest LGBT communities in the United States. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And and Fire Island is basically a barrier island off the coast of Long Island, protecting Long Island in case there's a hurricane, you know? Okay. Basically, yeah. So if there was a hurricane, poor Fire Island would go and Long Island would be saved. So, oh my gosh. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. this cute little, I mean, it's what, like a mile wide from, yeah, t- from side. You can literally walk from one side to the other, from the bay mm-hmm. side to the beach side within like five minutes, if not yeah. less. Um, and it's, there's cute yeah. little homes all over the place. Aww. And uh, I, I mean, I've, Took, I did summer shares there for many years and it is a gay Mecca. It's basically Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> anything that you hear about hedonistic behavior, it happens in Fire Island. So. And everyone, yeah. does, like the thing that's unique about it is a lot of people like Stefan did, like you go in in like a share house. So it's very much like camp. Like the first episode is called Gay Summer Camp because yes. that is the metaphor that so many people in doing the series, they would lean on. And, you know, in, when I'm asking them to like describe it or tell their origin stories they're like yeah like you sort of like get off in this like mystical land and it's like where am I staying and they're all like these like weird names for houses or the streets have ridiculous names or like Mm. funny names like tuna walk like just like silly names and people like split up the housing like there's always a house mother who tends to do all the cooking and like takes everybody's money the guy who handles the rent or the person guy or girl who handles renting the house and is organizing everything and then people are always there's there's no cars on fire island it's walking only i mean Mm -hmm. some people have like little scooters to get around or you can have but there aren't even can you have bikes I've seen people bike on Fire Island. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That I don't I know why you would, because it's like the boardwalks are not convenient it, for biking. Crazy. But yeah. yeah, it's all. It's basically like um, it's all just boardwalks. To, it's like Swiss Family Robinson, you know, yeah. where you're just sort of like on this island. And the the thing I always loved about Fire Island was you were the, my cell phone never worked there, so I was always telling my office, "I'm like going to Fire Island this weekend." You can't catch me, so I, I'm out of commission. And that you, so it's like you're really—it's amazing that you're like 20 minutes off the coast of Long Island, basically an hour and a half away from Manhattan, and yet you feel like you're in another world. Wow! Because it's all Liberty. It's also a place where there's only one grocery store in each of the communities. And Cherry okay. Grove, there's one grocery store. In the Pines, there's the Pines Pantry. Did you see the movie Fire Island? I did. 
No, no, no I, I, I know you did. Oh. I'm asking Liberty if <laughs> yes. you should like get the idea. No, but I should. You totally should. Stefan, did you, did you like the Fire Island movie? It was okay. I mean, I, there, look, they went for a certain aesthetic and, and this, yeah. and, you know, like I'm, I was never friends with those pretty boys. So, mm. you know, that it was a very different experience that yeah. I think I had. Um, I did see, didn't you mention uh, in your series? Oh, wait. So let's back up for just a second. So Jess has done a series called Finding Fire Island. How many episodes is in this series, Jess? It's eight episodes, and I think we're going to do a bonus episode. So okay. it's a so it's a docu series. So it's okay. like a do, an audio documentary, and it has it's a mix of like comedians, like people you know, like Joel Kim Booster, who wrote and starred in the Fire Island movie, comedian and actor Matt Rogers, who like you're everyone knows who these people are, Margaret Cho. Um, who else? Brian Moylan, who's like a very he wrote the book on the Housewives, and he's a He's a hilarious recapper over at Vulture. He used to write for Gawker, has covered a lot of like gay nightlife in New York City and mm-hmm. on Fire Island. Um, and then it and then I also was able to interview a lot of like the old timers, the people who've been there like from the 50s and the yeah. 60s and the 70s. Um, like I had this one, um, I have this one guy who's like maybe my favorite. Um, Rose is his drag name. His name is Bob, Bob Levine. He's like this Jewish guy for, from the Bronx, like could literally could be my dad. Like I, I even told him, I'm like, <laughs> you really remind me of my dad. Like in some, I think just like that old New York, Jewish New Yorker thing. And he's he arrived on Fire Island in 1955 and like wanted to get into the, the theater productions there because they started like a theater company there and he's been there ever since and he st- still performs i saw him perform over july 4th like in drag like at, he's 90 now wow and he's actually performing again at the end of the summer oh that's on, like fantastic. august like 28th or something patty lapone by the way is performing Late August, they, nice. so Fire Island gets at the Ice some, Palace. Fire they Island get. gets some fantastic talent out there. Um, Liza has performed. Liza, there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, Linda Carter was out there. I saw Cheyenne Jackson. Oh my God! So Cheyenne Jackson just posted a thirst trap photo on his Instagram the other day, and I gotta say, one, yes, thank you. Two. I ran into him in the Pines Pantry. I was shirtless because you can go shirtless grocery shopping oh, on yeah. Fire Island. Like okay. that's the brilliance of everyone Fire Island. Is, everyone is pulling dollars out of like Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> then I, no, Seriously, there, people just walk York, around and like barely New, there. There's a New York Times article about the Pines Pantry and the manager in that article, the manager was quoted as saying she could write a book about the things they've seen and heard there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I'm kidding you. Like you're, I, I love getting sandwiches from the Pines Pantry and uh, literally, people are just in a thong. Actual sandwiches, like, right? In, yes. It's not a metaphor. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. Pines, pines bombshell. That's my uh, that's yeah. my religion. I love that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and they're chocolate chip cookies. <sighs> anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Uh, but yeah, I saw Cheyenne Jackson in the Pines Pantry, and that motivated me to go see him at the community center that night because he was performing. It was oh so fun. God. I was like, oh my God, what a novel idea. Wait, who tell me who else you've seen on Fire Island? Like who, what what other like live performers? Uh I had those were I think Cheyenne Jackson was the only person I actually I mean, I've seen obviously tons of drag shows out there. Um any favorites? 
Shaquita is great. Mm-hmm. As well as um, Head of Lettuce. Oh my God. Head of Lettuce. Forget it. Forget it. The best. Like, I will be crying from laughing so hard. My stomach will be hurting. Like, it, she is fantastic. I interview, oh. Oh, actually, wait. Oh my God. This also ties back to Madonna. You know, Pixie Aventura, who performed on the she, Pixie, Madonna picked. Um, handpicked uh, Bob the Drag Queen and Pixie Aventura to be part of the Pride 2022. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Pixie Aventura is a local New York City and Fire Island queen. And I interview Pixie on the in Finding Fire Island. Oh, fun. Cool. Do you talk about Madonna? No. Oh, Come on, <laughs> it like didn't come. It was like relevant to like well, other tell stuff. We were her talking about the invasion. We would love to have her on the show. So. Oh, she would do it in a second. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, just DM it's, her. It's okay. ha- it's happening. It's done. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, but performers on Fire Island, you do talk about Madonna in Finding Fire Island. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So, okay. Let me let, let me like zoom out for a second. So, you know how I did the life with my sister Madonna, the, the Christopher Ciccone tell all with Tony from yeah. MLVC. Yeah. So I, well, okay, let's start here. What are each of your feelings on that book? I'll, oh, I'll, okay. Here, yeah. Here are the two categories. Here are the two categories. Do you just throw it away and be like, Oh, he took advantage of her. Da, da, da. Or do you look at it as like, this is the juiciest fucking tell all I have ever heard in my <laughs> life. Like, give me more. Cause that is the category I fall into. Yeah. I would have to say I'll, I'll fall close to that second category. I had to get it when it came out. Uh, I lived in Germany, I think at the time. So it was a little harder for me to get it, but I had to because I thought, well, for sure, you know, if she's unhappy about it, that means it's going to be <laughs> right. worth reading. Um, even though I maybe typically don't want to admit something like that, but um, I read all all Madonna biography or adjacent sort of um, things. And also, so by can, the way, why are all of her biographies or all of the, the the books that have been written about her, whether it be Christopher's book or otherwise, they're all incredibly misogynist. Like, I feel like right? a woman needs to, I mean, that's why I wish she would just like write her memoir, like d- write your memoir. Don't, yeah. instead of like the movie idea, just do the memoir because I feel like that story deserves to be told through a female voice and why not just make that Madonna? Mm-hmm. And, but anyway. And, cl- and authentic, not, not some sort of selling something to sell, so to speak. Right. I want, I want truth because to me, the, the thing that's interesting about Madonna is Madonna. It's not really, I mean, I love the story and I like the sort of um, fantastical idea. She arrives out of nowhere, you know, Michigan with 30 something dollars in her pocket and asks to be dropped off in Times Square. That's a, that's a really cool story for like, me at 16 in, in a no name Texas town thinking like, I got to get out of here, <laughs> right? you know, but is, if that's not the accurate story, I'd love to know that too. I would love to know from like the, the, tr- the truth of, right. Of everything. Right. Um, even if and it's not as, you know, salacious. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. So in Christopher's book, which I am obsessed with like for some reason it has I love the Andy Warhol diaries I love the Andy Cohen diaries like I love sort of tell-alls like in this way 
and that are kind of in diary format. And I feel like Christopher's book, in a way, it feels very diary format. Yeah. So there is an entry in his book where he goes to Fire Island. He goes with his his longtime boyfriend, Danny, at the time, who he was with for like over a decade. And they rent a house on Shore Walk. And he invites – this is in the summer. This is August 1989. Mm-hmm. And he invites Madonna and Warren Beatty to come out to Fire Island for the day. Mm-hmm. And he like writes the story of like what happened. And so in this in this one episode of my series, the title is Legends and Lore. It's out now for people listening. It's stories of like the guy who booked Liza Minnelli and like she he helped it's like such a sort great of, story. Sort of like secure that booking. Um, like she, he produced this concert between Liza and Alan Cumming and their story. I spoke to the woman. Um, whose home is where they filmed uh, A Normal Heart, the movie, the Ryan Murphy movie with Julia Roberts. Uh, and so it's also, what, what were you saying? Sorry, I, I have a brief story about, I was part of A Normal Heart because oh, that was oh, wow. that weekend that they were doing, they were doing exterior shots of Fire Island. And I, I think it was 4th of July weekend. And it was, I think it was one of the last weekends that I drank ever. And I wow. was so hungover the next day. It was July 5th. And I was like, it, you know, Fire Island 4th of July weekend is insanity. It's mm-hmm. insanity. And I was like, I I went to town to get Gatorade and like uh, egg and cheese sandwich to like recoup from my hangover. And there were so many people and it was so hot that I was like, I can't stay here. I have to go home. I need to be in my own apartment in air conditioning. So I turn around. I went back to the house. I told everybody, I was like, guys, I'm leaving. I'm catching the next ferry. They're like, what? Why? And I just left. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm on the ferry. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm just going to sit and enjoy this ferry ride back to the Long Island Railroad. And that's when I hear, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, during this ferry ride, you're going to see a helicopter flying overhead. Please don't look at the helicopter. We're filming exteriors for The Normal Heart on HBO. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so literally the entire 20 minutes, there was a helicopter hovering like 20 feet above my head. Jeez. And let me tell you, that is not the sound you want when you're hungover. <laughs> that I yeah, was like, oh is hilarious. my god! And then of course I had I was stupid and I didn't even check the train schedule and it dumped the ferry dumps us off and it was two hours until the next train back to the city. So I oh, sat Lord. and baked at the fucking Long Island Railroad train station and I was like, I am in hell. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> anyway, that's awful. so. When I saw the normal heart and I was like, literally, they used like ten seconds of a helicopter shot of the ferry going to Fire Island. And I was like, I had to endure. It just threw me back to that hangover. And I was like, Jeez. I can't believe it. Anyway. I'm obsessed with that story. Footage, I'm sure. <laughs> continue, Jess. <laughs> I am obsessed with that story. Um, so anyway, so in the, so in the, of course, the, some of these stories, I just have the source material. So like, there's like Andy Warhol, like writes about it in the Andy Warhol diaries and Andy Cohen um, writes about it. He li- would later publish his diaries. He's now on like his third freaking diary, which are, oh, by the way, all amazing. Like I love <laughs> his diaries, I have to say. And um, he spent like, t- he rents a week there every summer and Sarah Jessica Parker comes to visit him. And so with these three entries, it's like the Christopher, there's the Madonna entry and like the Andy Cohen, Sarah Jessica Parker. I kind of do like a spirited 
reading, like my interpretation. Um, And I guess, Stefan, since you're actually the only person right now who's heard it aside from the sound editor, I am curious what you thought of my perform. I am not an actor by any means. You did great. You listened to it too, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you did listen to it. Oh, okay. I would love, I'm curious, did my goal with the Christopher story was that you got, that it really got across what a prick he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you, I think that's delivered. Like he, it's like, he's really just like the, the, it ends with like, we walked back to the house. He was, he's like my status on fire Island soared. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows that we just had yeah. Madonna and Warren Beatty to lunch. Like that's how it ends. Yeah. That's I mean, the reason. Uh, yeah. Can you blame him though? Like that, no. all I thought of was, that would be total insanity. No, mm-hmm. being out on Fire Island and then hearing that Madonna was out there, like I would be crazy. literally just be running from house especially, to house, especially in 1989, at like oh literally the peak mm-hmm. of her fame. Yeah, like insanity to think that she was out there and didn't didn't perform. Like what the I would have loved that, like to hear like Madonna performed it like. Pines party or oh my god, can you imagine? No, it would have been like the morning party. Something, right? It would have been the morning part. Yeah. Did you ever go to like the Pines party or the morning party? No. So Pines party is one of the parties that they have on the island that runs all night long, and so it's like it goes from like nine p.m. until to sun, sun to sunrise. Uh, su- sunrise. We so we have stories of that the uh, the episode that came out. There's we have an episode that's out right now where it's a lot of people. That's where the ass eating story comes from. It's <laughs> it's Joel Kim Booster <laughs> and Matt Rogers. I asked them each of their like most wild experiences, oh and Joel God. Kim Booster talks about a two hundred person orgy, and of and course, his, ooh, his of course, party. Daily Daily Mail picks up the leads. The lead story is like. I got sick from eating ass on fire. Well, Matt Rod- I felt bad. I did feel bad because like, I know Matt Rogers a little bit. Like, like I've interviewed him like three times and like, he said yes, right away. It's like, it was an easy, I didn't have to go through his people. I was like, would you do me this favor? Whatever. And I don't know that Matt Rogers mom needs to like get that Google <laughs> alert. Like I felt right. bad. Like maybe let's like not use his name. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun, but I saw the press on your page. I was like, what is she doing on the show? <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh dear God. Oh wait, you love Lena, right? DJ Lena. Uh, so we've so, had we've had Lena on the show uh back over, I think it was during COVID we had Lena on yeah. the show. Because obviously Lena loves Madonna music and she plays mm-hmm. Madonna, great Madonna music on during her sets out on Fire Island. And yeah, oh my God. Let me tell you. So Lena used to spin for 10 years. Lena had a DJ residency out on Fire Island. She was like the place to be on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You go to low tea, which is basically like happy hour. And you meet up with everybody and you get those planners punches. And then after you've had a couple planners punches, you go upstairs to Lena's deck and you sip some more drinks and dance to her fantastic music. And uh, I mean, the story I think I heard her on, on one of the trailers for one of your episodes where she talks about like the, the deck almost caved in. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Every time we'd yeah. be dancing on Lena's deck, uh, that the wood 
would be bouncing to the point where I was like, this is going to fall down. Like mm-hmm. we're, and I'd it, always it make fell sure down twice. She, she tells the whole story, how it, it broke. They had to rebuild it twice. Oh my God. I, we'd always be like sitting on the edge. And I was like, do you think we could grab this tree branch? If the, if the deck falls out from underneath us, like, cause it, literally you could feel it vibrating. And I just remember when sip and twirl had that fire and the whole building yeah. burned down. The only thing that was left standing was the deck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything yeah. burned down except for the deck. And I was like, well, I guess we didn't have to worry too much, but of course now they've rebuilt it. And re- like, that is like some steel reinforcements they have. Like mm-hmm. that thing's not going anywhere, but yeah, Lin- Lena was, that was epic fire Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like we really, I, I was so, ha- Oh my God. I went to her apartment. Oh wait, didn't I send you the, vi- didn't I send you like the video? No. Of her what? Barbie dolls. No, no, no. Of the, or did I send that to Tony? Who did I, I could have sent it to you. No, like a video of like, because like I went to her home and like on the I outside. I love that you're videotaping it. Um, no, no, no. It was just on the outside. It's like <laughs> apartment, like one C, it's like Lena Bradford. It was just that. I could have sworn I, who the fuck did I send that to if not to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then it must oh, have been I Tony. I thought you were like videoing inside her no, apartment. I'm no, like, does no, she no, know no, about I, this? No, no, no. It's like just the outside label. Um, of course I saw, oh, I saw the whole Barbie collection. I saw oh my it all. God, I love it. Oh, I love wow. her. But that's the story. So check out Finding Fire Island. I think it's everything you want it to be and more. <laughs> I, think, I mean, tell me like what- Well, so like, Jess, I got, you, I, yeah. so for everyone listening, go check out Jess's podcast, Finding Fire Island. It is, Jess, you do a fantastic job at producing Thank episodes. The, Amazing. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. like the the flow of the story is great. How you weave in all of the different voices from the different people telling their perspectives, and it's enjoyable to hear. It it throws me back to my days when I would spend summers on Fire Island. I I desperately miss going. I I, I try to go like once a summer. And I don't think it's going to happen this year, but maybe who knows? Never say never. If right? you wind up going, like let's coordinate if that winds. Oh up yeah. Yeah. Um, and I used to love when it's like sometimes my friend Colin and I would go out thinking we're going to day trip and then suddenly we're there for the whole weekend. And we're like, how did we manage this? How, you know, like you just find friends. And uh, I mean, God bless. We, we stayed at 11 Ocean, which was a block from the block. It's like a, 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 a 30 second walk from the beach. And I, one too many times we would wake up and there'd be somebody passed out on our front porch just sleeping there. And I'm like, have they been there all night? Oh, but that was one of the brilliant things that we loved about Pines Party. I never went to Pines Party because just circuit parties was was not my scene. And I was like, I'm not going to do drugs and spend all day on all all night on the beach. However, the fun thing is to get up early. And see everybody's faces. So Joel Kim Booster talks about this. He said, Joel Kim Booster talks about, well, obviously he did the whole Pines Party, but then he's like, it's when the sun rises and you see the wear and tear on people's faces. Oh He's God. like, he goes, it's amazing. He goes, but it's also really scary. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. frightening. It's frightening. I you got to listen to it. It's the episode four. It's called T. It That's with the ass eating oh, okay, story. Okay, okay. It's, it's oh. all of, and even, by the way, Margaret Cho like has sex stories in there too. Like it's, <laughs> it's out. It's nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> That was that was always a fun activity of mine. If we got a weekend for the Pines party, it's you, I would get up, have coffee, and be sitting on the 
the the top patio of the house and just watching the train wrecks walk by. I was like, ooh, they look oh, rough. rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It was a good time though. But yeah, check out check out her show. It's streaming wherever you listen to podcasts, right? Wherever, Jess? wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. It's a little Madonna. It's very gay. And thank goodness. It's very um, gay. Yeah, the Madonna, the Madonna story is in episode six, Legends and Lore, which is it, which would just came out the day this episode is out. Mm-hmm. You can run over and listen to it to my my reading. Your your dramatic my, my reading, your dramatic dram- reading <laughs> of Christopher Christopher Ciccone's tell all about Madonna. Yeah, you know, and I think that. I'll just touch on a little bit of what Stefan said a second ago about the production element. I think it, I mean, it reminds me a lot of these sort of NPR storytelling, um, the production part. I really love that. And what that speaks to me for is adding to a historical or spoken audio, audio record about LGBT history specifically. Um, you know, I I'm fascinated by stories where, um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure where he wrote that, but he might have written it, uh, you know, in this room, but there was no piano there. So, yes. I mean, these are those those like really cool stories that have to live on. They have to, you yeah. know, people in 20 or 30 years need to hear, you know, those stories that may sort of get lost in the fold because these are the little like human details that I love mm. so much. Those sound, it's really Aww. spectacular. I loved Aww. it. Well done. I, thank you so much. I had no idea that you would listen. I'm so glad that you that you heard it. Um, I did. Yeah, the the story Liberty is referring to is Truman Capote writing mm-hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's, which he did um, on Fire Island. And then we get the story of how how Hello Dolly was written by Jerry yeah. Herman. How like uh-huh. there's like differing tales. And then I was actually able to confirm where it, it is on Fire Island. Just people, some people thought at the Ice Palace, but it was actually at a house in the Pines. Yeah, but um, so awesome. Yeah. That episode yeah. is full of like all those like rumors and lore and like all that. Look, it, look, Fire Island, it's a magical place. And I think, Josh, you've done a fantastic job at sort of bringing that magic to a wider audience. Yeah. And um, good job. Congrats. Oh, this makes me so happy. Thank you guys yeah. so much. <laughs> well, just. Uh, I know you're a busy lady and you've, you've got other, other important <laughs> press engagements. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on social. Yeah. Um, definitely find me on Instagram, Jess X NYC. That's the best place to follow me. Um, DM me for sure. I love to chat more like people are like, are you there this weekend? I'm like, um but no definitely um message me say hi like i'm down to chat about anything cool and remember everybody you can find us on instagram and threads at mlvc podcast if you haven't already subscribed to our youtube channel so you never miss a video you can donate to the show we're on venmo at mlvc podcast or think about becoming a subscriber on patron patron.podbean.com forward slash mlvc podcast Jess, thanks so much for joining us. This was a blast. I love having you on the show. I'm sorry that it's been so long since we've had you back. I mean, I'm disgusted. (laughs) You've been busy. (laughs) Wait for the right thing, the right moment. And this is a very good one. So So make sure you check out our show, Finding Fire Island. It's playing wherever you find your podcasts. Also, Hot Takes and Deep Dives. Is that coming back, Jess? Yeah, 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 the full interview that I did with Lena Bradford, I released the full thing. And then like the Fire Island section is in the Fire Island. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. Cool. 
Well, check both of her shows out. They're always great. Thanks for coming on the show, Jess. This was the best. Thank you. And Liberty, always a a pleasure chatting with you, Liberty. Always, darling. I love it. I love it. It's like ladies with an attitude today. (laughs) It is very ladies with an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Until next time. Finally enough love, 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 love.